Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Hey, by the book listeners, before we start today's episode, we have some big news. That big news is we are doing our first by the book live show. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! That's right. July 16th at the Philly Podcast Festival, we're doing a live by the book experience at the Trocadero Theater's Balcony Bar at 3.30 p.m. Again, that is the Philly Podcast Festival, July 16th. Be there. Tickets are cheap. They're only like $11. For more information and for tickets, go to phillypodfest.com slash schedule. Or just look at our show notes. We'll see you there. Yay! The following podcast contains explicit language. Kristen. Jolenta. Is it me or are French women extremely fabulous? Oh, God. Not this. What do you mean, not this? Taking a whole nationality or group of people and summing up who they are based on a supposed quality they all have, like, oh, the so-and-so are such an athletic people, or the such-and-such are so spiritual. It just feels weird and reductive. Yeah, but isn't it? Annoying and reductive because it's also, like, a little true. Um, Like, in the case of French women and how, like, they seem pretty slim. Oh, God. I know. Okay. You mean French women don't get fat. I mean, it's just what I've heard. It's a thing I've heard. That's because it's the title of a book. Yeah, and not just any book. Because it's the book we're talking about on this episode, Kristen. Talking about and God help us living by. That's right. Because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. Life is going down the drain, you're in so much pain, so you need some help. Ooh, yeah, some self-help. Bad book! Bad book! Bad book! Bad book! Bad book! In 
each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is French Women Don't Get Fat by Mary A. Giuliano. Now, I'm just going to say up front, Jolenta and I are probably going to pronounce her name wrong a lot in this. Yes. But we'll try our best. Marie Giuliano is the former president and CEO of Clicquot, the American arm of the famous champagne brand, Vive Clicquot. You know, all of our French is just fabulous, by the way, today. Mm-hmm. We're going we're yeah. to pronounce everything Knocking wrong out of the today, Jolenta. Yes. Marie is also the best-selling author of French Women Don't Get Fat, which was her first book and a New York Times bestseller when it was first published back in 2004. Since then, it's been translated into 40 languages and sold over 3 million copies. In French Women Don't Get Fat, Marie tells us the story of how she was your average thin French girl until she went to America as an exchange student and came back fat. And upon her return to France, she turned to her family doctor, whom she calls Dr. Miracle in the book, to help her get her traditional French figure back. Dr. Miracle reintroduces Marie to classic French cooking and French life hacks that helped her slim down again. Marie then goes on to outline how an American woman can apply Dr. Miracle's principles to their own lives, thus learning how to enjoy eating without guilt and deprivation, all while slimming down, just like French women supposedly do. Très bon. Here's how you do it. Phase one, tracking. During this phase, you eat what you always do for a few days or weeks and write down everything as well as the quantities. Then you look back at that food diary and ask, where am I overdoing it? Specifically, you figure out your so-called offenders. Offenders are those foods you have a hard time resisting and tend to consume mindlessly. Phase two is the tough weekend. This phase is just a two-day jump-starting period, and in it, you eat only magical leek soup. The soup is easy to make. You just boil two pounds of leeks in water, then consume the boiled water every three hours, and eat up to a half a cup of leeks at mealtimes. In this phase, you lose weight fast, and that will motivate you to continue on to the next phase. Phase three, short-term recasting. This is what other diet books might just call the diet part. In recasting, you learn to eat mindfully in the French way, always at a table, never while reading or watching TV. You eat three meals a day, never skipping meals, and only snack if it's an emergency. Portions are smaller than what you're probably used to here in the good old USA and should be weighed. For example, meat should be four to six ounces. Dinners have three courses. Each course must be served on a separate plate, and food must never be mixed. That means that veggies on one plate, meats on another plate, breads on another plate, and so on. Yogurt is eaten twice a day. Ideally, you make the yogurt yourself. During this phase, you avoid eating out, you eliminate your offender foods, you drink eight glasses of water a day, walk three hours a week, and shop at farmer's markets, not grocery stores. But because this is supposed to be about joy, not deprivation, you're also allowed a glass of wine at meals and champagne at parties. Surprise, she recommends Veuve Clicquot as your champagne of choice, and you can have one cheat day a week. And note, in every phase, you should be avoiding weighing yourself. Instead, you should have a nice tight pair of pants to measure your progress by. If you get on the scale, only do so to confirm what your pants are telling you. Remember, pants are chic, scales are not. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, let's talk about the first two phases for you. 
the tracking of your eating, and the tough weekend. Oh, yay. I was dreading tracking. I know I have horrible habits, and I pretty much live to abuse my body. Um... Can you elaborate? I mean, obviously, (laughs) I'm friends with you, but I don't think our listeners understand. Yes. I mean, basically, I hate my body. I have since puberty, uh, mainly because I grew giant boobs overnight when I was 15. And uh, after a high school teacher of mine made an inappropriate comment, I gained a ton of weight. That teacher should be killed. I know. Don't worry. He's still teaching. Oh, God. I Um, hate him. Yep. Uh, So I gained a bunch of weight basically to hide my giant new tits. Uh, A year later, I did get a breast reduction. It changed my life. It was the best decision I ever made. But since then, I've been battling that extra, like, 20 to 30 pounds that I put on at puberty. Sometimes I can get it off if I'm doing a crash diet, but I think about it all the time. And I hate that just being a woman in the world means your body is on display and up for judgment, like, whether or not you care. And I think because of that, I just sort of resent my body, and I do things to hurt it. I you know, in the past 15 years have abused drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, irresponsible sex. I've even spent a lot of time hurting myself physically, like cutting myself. Like, I just don't like my body. And my true favorite way to punish it is by binge eating late at night secretly. Oh, hon, there are so many people in the world who know that feeling. So many of us. Yeah, it's my last, like, socially acceptable way to just, like, annihilate my body a little bit. Yeah, and the thing is, unlike booze or cigarettes, you can't quit food. Exactly. Like, it's a part of your life no matter what, so it's really easy to fuck with it. Yeah. So in preparation for doing all this, Brad and I had a discussion about my habit of secret eating over dinner one night. Like, I don't think my meals are that bad. Like, if I only ate my meals, it'd be fine, like, already. But I eat all night long after you go to bed because you go to bed at like seven and then I'm just bored and lonely. Yeah. And I've been doing that since high school. It's like my thing. You know in college, Melissa and I would sometimes have secret eating meetings. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a secret eating meeting. Would you call them meetings but spell it M-E-A-T? No. And we would just like meet up in the basement of our dorm, like behind where you did laundry, like in this lounge no one went to because it was disgusting. And we would like eat a shit ton of food that was bad for us from vending machines, like all night long. French women don't do that. No, they don't have secret eating meetings. <laughs> I know you guys are laughing there, but this is breaking my heart. I know. And- you can see I'm getting very misty right now, but oh, stop it. It's heartbreaking. It's it's a bummer, but a little funny. <laughs> I no, don't know. It's just breaking my heart. Oh, don't don't be sad. <laughs> I don't want you to be sad. Um, I have some good news. Let's hear it. Let's hear uh, the news. I realized after tracking my eating habits, it is a miracle I weigh only 165 <laughs> pounds at six feet tall because I realized in one day I can drink half a liter of Diet Dr. Pepper, eat a pint of Froyo, eat a box of Cheez-Its, eat a giant bag of that white cheddar popcorn, and a whole bag of sour spaghetti gummies. That's oh. disgusting. It is a miracle I only weigh 165. Obviously, I want to lose like 15 pounds, but that will not be happening unless I make some changes. So let's talk about the tough weekend then. Yes. The tough weekend, full of leak water and leaks. Turns out, Kristen, I hate leaks. I just, I can't eat the fucking leaks. I hate them. I only have two meals left, but I can't do it. I took one bite and I want to fucking barf. 
I'm just going to drink the water until tomorrow morning. And you're not supposed to starve yourself, but like, I'm not, I cannot choke this down. I, <laughs> I don't want it. I'm so hungry. I just thought I would eat links and it would be fine. But now I want to kill you. Well, you're basically saying you're going to change your whole palate. And it sounds like you real, your palate really doesn't like these. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? You actually said in that tape that you're not supposed to starve yourself. Yes, you are literally supposed to be know, starving yourself during the tough weekend. Brad actually, this is a stupid yeah. weekend. Brad was really worried. He looked up leeks and found they only had four calories. <laughs> So there's no amount of leeks you can eat to actually stave off hunger in this in this time. No, it's impossible. But, but Brad did make me revisit the book to see if I had any other options other than just starving myself in protest. And it turns out I did not see the part where Marie says you can drizzle a little bit of olive oil over your boiled leeks. Your and sad I, boiled leeks. I flipped the fuck out when I found this out. Oh, my God. It's so much better. some mood swings you could say (laughs) and basically basically I just ended up sleeping the whole weekend to sort of distract myself I was convinced the book was torture after these two steps of just like write down what a fucking gross monster you are for a few days and then starve yourself I wasn't a fan but I did lose three pounds during the tough weekend so that's a plus yeah that's healthy lose three pounds in two days Yeah, so I guess I was as ready as ever for the recasting phase, which comes next. But first, Kristen, I have got to hear about your first two phases. All right, so before we get into those first two phases, I think it's best if I start off with a little bit of backstory on me. You know all this stuff, Jolenta, but not everyone else does. So I grew up in a household where my entire life, the number one most important thing for a woman was to be thin and to be pretty And I do not remember a time in my life where my nana and my mom and my aunts were not on diets. And I don't remember a time I wasn't on a diet either from the time I was 9 or 10 years old. And that continued pretty much all through my childhood, my college years. I did extreme things to try and stay thin. I would gain the weight back. I would throw up the weight. I would do everything I could to try and stay thin. And so my weight fluctuated a lot between 100 pounds and 140 It could be both those weights in a three-month period, or it could be staying at 100 pounds for a while. It could be up at 140 pounds for a while. That breaks my heart. It it was bad. It's hard. Being a woman with a body, like those expectations start weighing on you. Really young. young. It's insane. It's the worst. But you know what? After college, things got 
so much better. I stopped reading diet books. I stopped counting calories. I stopped weighing myself 12 to 20 times a day. I mean, I used to, like, get up in the middle of the night, sometimes five times, and weigh myself in the middle of the night. It was very bad. Now, I only weigh myself a couple times a year. Usually, it's because my clothes are feeling a little bit tight after the holidays Uh or after a vacation, (laughs) you know, all those things. And then it's always just to confirm my suspicions, like, oh, I think I put on a little bit of weight. And I rarely let it be more than four or five pounds that I put on, and then I cut down on cocktails and junk food, and then things are back to normal again. And since I've been living this way post-college, my weight just very fortunately naturally seems to always settle at 125 pounds. You hover at like a nice, very healthy weight for your frame, it seems like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm only 5'3". found three. a good balance. If I were 5'10", this would not be a normal weight. But at my height, it's totally normal. It's right. totally fine. So I feel good. good. And. I don't mean it to sound smug, but I actually kind of feel like I'm the mindful eater. Right. You've that, had you've had to become one. Yeah. The one that Marie wants us all to be by living her French way. I kind of feel like I worked really, really hard over the years to become that person and to not have a messed up relationship with food. But all that being said, I chose to do this book with you because supposedly this is supposed to be the sane diet book. This is supposed to be the book that's supposed to teach people to love their bodies and to have appreciation for food. It's not supposed to be punishing. So I just wanted to see if there was anything useful in this kind of book for somebody like me or or like you. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So first, the tracking of the food. Let's get into that. It was mostly fine. Here I am with Dean talking about that. It doesn't seem like you're an unhealthy eater, honey. Wild rice, lettuce, soup, lots of salad, maybe the occasional Indian curry, but you know, you eat really healthy. Yeah, yeah, but here my offenders are, not surprisingly, free office food. In particular, chips. I can't resist the chips. And mm-hmm. cocktails. And I would say that the consumption of offenders has has been a little bit higher ever since we were on vacation. Because our vacation was pretty much all offenders all the time. Well, but that's what vacations are supposed to be, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but since we've been back, I have been eating more offenders than usual. And that's why now is as good a time as any to do this book. Okay. If you say so, hon. So Dean was obviously a little leery (laughs) of this whole book. No, he's not on board. No. And like when he was looking at my tracking list, he really was like, really? (laughs) Anywho. So after the tracking, I tried on my only tight pants. As you know, I'm mostly a dress girl, but I yes. have some pants. tried on my only pair of tight pants, and as expected, they were a, a little snug. And just to confirm, I got on the scale. I weighed 129 pounds, just a little over my regular 125. And then it was time for the tough weekend, right? Yeah, the tough weekend. You've already thoroughly covered how awful the leek soup is. I'm just not going to go back there. It was like drinking boiled onions. And after two cups, I was like, screw this. I am not drinking anymore. I will just drink tap water if I have to. But by the end of the first day of the tough weekend, it was a freaking mess. I was hungry. I was angry. And I ended up cheating. <laughs> I can't do this, honey. Hun, I... <laughs> I really don't think this diet is healthy for you. I really don't think it is. You're crying. You're in tears over a slice of lettuce and two pickles. Not whole pickles, just two little slices. (sighs) But Starvation isn't healthy. I'm not supposed to eat anything except the water, 
that comes from the leaks and leaks. This is not healthy. This is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for anybody. Dana's right. <laughs> also, you sent me a picture of your lettuce and two pickle slices. <laughs> no, I was so was guilt about the size of a you know silver dollar. And uh, bad news, pickles and lettuce also have like zero calories, so I think you were fine. I know, but we weren't supposed to. No, I know the feeling. I did not cheat, and I tortured myself for two days. Like yeah. It was horrible. It sucked. It was horrible, but I kept soldiering through. And then the next day, I went to my friend Tamika's baby shower, Oof. and I didn't cheat once. And let me just tell you, socializing while you're not allowed to eat is fucking hell. Oh, totally. I li- I joked that this book was called French Women Don't Have Friends during the <laughs> during the the tough weekend because I I literally invited people over for leak water and no one, everyone <laughs> Surprise! declined. <laughs> Surprise! Nobody wants to hang out with you. And then after the tough weekend, I weighed myself. All right, hun. It's the morning. After the tough weekend, and I just weighed myself. Uh huh. Guess how much I weigh? Um. So after that whole weekend of crazy starvation, I'm sure you've lost a couple of pounds. I am down four point five pounds. Wow, that sounds medically wrong. I'm sure it's mostly water weight, but I will say this. I am so fatigued right now. Yeah. I would like to go right back to bed and just sleep for the rest of the day. And I don't want to eat anymore. I just want to sleep. I'm so tired. That's why starvation is considered bad for you. That's insane. Kristen, you lost like 4% of your body weight in two days. Yeah, the tough weekend, in my opinion, that's essentially an author-prescribed eating disorder. Totally. Yeah, but... Honestly, it sounds like things can't get worse, but they did in the next phase. Oh, my gosh, Kristen, no. But we will get to that in just a minute (laughs) because it's time for an ad break. (laughs) Let's lighten the mood. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Please use that. Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about tracking our eating and doing the tough weekend. Now let's talk about the next phase of French Women Don't Get Fat, recasting, where we create new eating habits for ourselves, the French way. Uh, wait, 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 yes. First, I cut out my offenders, diet sodas gummy candy, beer, Aperol, and basically any carbs that aren't fresh or local. If I can buy it at a convenience store, I am not allowed to get it. I'm talking to you, Cheez-Its. <laughs> then I turned to the book and realized all of her recipes are full of way too much oh heavy my God, dairy. so much. She just freaking loves 
dairy I, and butter and cream. Yeah. I love it too, but I also love like not having diarrhea all the time. Oh, you don't like that? Uh, my body, I knew immediately my body could not handle her recipes. So I just decided to focus on on getting as many fresh local ingredients I could find and making recipes based around like the fact that ramps are in season, hmm. you know? And then to make things a little more fun, I tried to prioritize a few of the French life hacks that Marie talks about. Um, she talks about posture and breathing. So I decided I go to yoga all the time. I'm going to make it only about posture and breathing, not about like a punishing workout and doing the hardest positions. And um, she also says you should wear sunglasses every time you go outside to stave off wrinkles and have an air of mystery. Oh, yeah. I knew you would love that part. It's yeah. very, very chic. Basically, chic. basically, I think chic is the name of the game when it comes to recasting. Every time I wanted to buy food or put something in my mouth, if I just stopped and said, is this chic? If my answer was no, I knew it wasn't really in line with recasting. Like, Cheez-Its aren't chic. Gummy spaghetti isn't chic. Oh, my God. I love your interpretation of this book. I was just trying to have fun after all of the leaks. You know, I had to come up with chic ways to live my life now. And first I had to find a chic Cheez-It solution because I could not live without my crackers. And it turns out my answer was right in front of me. Listen. What we have here are some wheat flatbed flatbread crackers. Uh with uh, some white onion, with some chives, with some thyme, uh, just a little bit of flaxseed and with some egg wash sprinkled across the top. They look beautiful. So rustic. So rustic. Yeah. This is Italian countryside. Mm, They're warm. It's French countryside food just for you. Oh, my God. My French woman. Thank you, sweetie. I'm going to try one plain first. Mm Oh, good crunch, good crumb. Mmm, so flavorful. Wow, the onion is so good. Brad, are you proud? These are so good. Yeah, I'm happy oh with my myself. God. I'm glad Thank you, you so asked. Much. I'm glad you asked me to do it. Yeah. Because then it made me. I'm exploring in my own way. Mmm, and you're being useful to me. <sighs> All right, this is pretty nice, isn't it? Oh, my God, Brad. Yeah, I got my little baker. He deserves a total gold star. I could not believe he made crackers from scratch. Uh, Yo, and those crackers were chic as fuck. Oh, my God. They were so good. And later, things got even crazier because I went into the kitchen with Brad, which I never do. Uh, you'll be in charge of these peppers. And yeah. you're going to cook, stirring frequently three to four minutes mm-hmm. or until they're lightly brown and slightly soft. And then you're going to add... Tomato paste and the hot flakes. Okay. Do you, how do you feel about me in the kitchen with you? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. And then you'll cook that just a couple minutes so that it sort of reduces, it gets dark and fragrant. Then you're going to add a half a cup of water and get that what? ready for you. Why? Because then you reduce the sauce. Oh. Look at you, Jolenta. Oh, my God. 
Who is this? I learned how to make a sauce from scratch. Turns out you put water in it. You are a chef. Yeah. Oh, my I did God. It. Cool girl. But, yo, it made me so happy. I felt like recasting was working for me. You know, I am I was exploring my neighborhood markets, which I don't usually do. I was watching way less TV all of a sudden because... She doesn't let you watch TV while you eat. Yeah, and that's all I do, especially when I would binge. I hadn't had a Cheez-It in weeks and I was getting compliments, like things felt like they were going good. Um, I did not know if I was actually losing any weight, like numbers on the scale, uh, until the end of my recasting phase when it was time to hop back on and do the final weigh-in. Okay, here we go. Moment of truth. All right. And 160. Hey. Wow. Wait, let me check that again. Yeah. 160. Five pounds. Okay. So five pounds. How do you feel about that? Well, most health officials would say you should only lose about one to two pounds per week. And uh, I definitely lost a bit more than that. So I don't know how healthy that was. But overall, I was in a good mood. I was having fun with food. Like, recasting wasn't horrible. But how was it for you, Kristen? So this might surprise you, but I actually went into the recasting with some hope. Like, hooray, I can finally eat some freaking food. And I actually thought I might enjoy actually making some of the food. You know, I'm not much of a cook. Right. So I started off with making the yogurt, which Marie wants us to eat twice a day. And ideally, she wants us to make it ourselves. Right. Okay. So after making the yogurt, super excited to see. Let's see what if it turned out because I've spent how many hours on this yogurt? Um, close to 24. And <gasps> look, it looks like milk. Oh. You think I still have to eat it? What did know. I do wrong? I don't know. I honestly don't know. What did I do wrong, and do I still have to eat it? You I don't kept want it to... warm. You kept it, then you made it cold. You um, you put the live cultures in with the milk, and should I eat it? I don't know. I don't think so. Man. But the yogurt was just disaster number one of a thousand during recasting. Next was my meltdown on the first morning because I hate eating breakfast and being forced to eat it kicked my appetite into overdrive for the rest of the morning. And I was desperately hungry and on the verge of tears. But I didn't want to eat a snack because Mary says we can't have snacks unless it's an emergency. And yeah. I was running around in circles in my head. I was freaking yeah. out. Hold on. You texted me this and you sounded insane. And clearly that was an emergency and you needed to eat a snack. I did eat the snack because he told me to, but the crazy continued. There were all the free office snacks to deal with as well. <gasps> no, you're offenders. Yeah. <laughs> offenders. Chips, pizza, homemade treats. My coworker, Chris, for example, he is a great baker. And here I am with him and our coworker, Odalia, in a manic state of food obsession. Oh, my God. Where did those cookies come from? Uh, I brought them in today, Chris, and I made them over the weekend. Oh, my God. I want to eat them They all. look amazing. Yeah. They're, like, all chocolatey and milky. Oh, my God. Are there They're nuts in there, gooey. too? No nuts. No nuts because I'm worried about killing someone. Oh. <laughs> but, look, uh, I thought yeah. there were nuts because there was so much chocolate. I, I thought spent, all those lumps had to be nuts, I've, too. I've spent years perfecting this recipe. So oh if you, my God. If you would like, by all means, how are you feeling? 
They look I, good, huh? I can't eat them. <laughs> they look really good, huh? Wait, why can't you eat them, Kristen? I'm doing the French women don't get fat Do diet French right women now. not eat cookies? I don't even really like sweets that much, but I am so hungry right now. And those cookies look so beautiful that even though I'm not much of a sweet eater, I want to eat all of them. Can I smell them? Can I just smell them? Can I just smell them? Can I just smell them? Oh my god. It was horrible. I was acting oh, like so you're a acting, freaking crazy it's person. It's not like yourself. Like, you don't even like sweets. But just the idea of, like, this restriction was making you go insane. Oh, yeah. It was making me nuts. And, I mean, I don't even think Dean knows this, but I started weighing myself 20 times a day again. Are you serious? Yeah. Kristen. But Dean Scale does that biggest loser thing where it, like, jumps around from, like, 100, oh. 127, 132, 101. It, like, jumps around a right, bunch before right. it settles on your weight. And so right before it would settle on my weight, I would jump off the scale. But I was secretly weighing myself no. like a freaking crazy no, person. No, no. I mean, it was horrible. And then at the end of recasting day number two, I had another meltdown. And what is that meltdown? Like 300? Yeah. Since we've started this book. So Dean had a serious talk with me. Okay. Are you recording? Yes. Because we need to have a serious talk about, about you on this book right now. This is creating, it's recreating a situation that you worked so hard to get past, um, that you worked so hard to erase from from your existence and become happy and healthy and balanced, and this is throwing off that balance with some arbitrary rules, and I just don't think that's healthy for you. I'm but just trying to follow the rules. You have to have breakfast, and it's a rule. And you're not supposed to snack unless an emergency. It's a rule. And you're not supposed to eat more than four to six ounces of protein, and it's a rule. And you're not supposed to. And I'm trying so, so hard to live by it. Maybe you can recast these rules as guidelines, not rules. Maybe you can take into account the fact that normally your eating day starts at a different time than the one that she is prescribing because your day is different than hers. I'm just worried that if this continues for eight more days, which it's gonna, um, you're gonna be really upset and hurt by these rules. I don't want that. So maybe they're just guidelines. Oh, thank you, Dean. Oh, I love him so much. I, I love him too. And then after that, I just, I made a decision that I would choose a few things of hers. I would use them as guidelines. They wouldn't be rules. So my new guidelines were, one, I would go back to my old eating schedule, which was lunch, dinner, and bedtime snack. And I figured that was still three meals a day. Totally. So Mary, I can't be mad at me. Yeah. Number two, I would not let myself be hungry or stuffed, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Number three, I would try half a dozen recipes from the book. Number four, I would only eat out once during our time living by the book. Number five, I would cut out hard liquor. And number six, I would continue to drink lots of water, walk several miles a day, uh, get lots of rest, do all those other things that I've already done most of my life that she wants us to do in the book. Yeah. And those are totally reasonable guidelines. And and they're totally by the book. And one last thing, her snacking only in emergencies bullshit. If I want a snack, it's an emergency. That's what I decided. Totally. I tell myself the exact same thing. So after that, I got a tiny bit less crazy. I stopped crying every day. (sighs) And then finally... At the end of the recasting phase, which, thank God, I was so happy when it arrived, I weighed myself a final time. All right. It's the last day. After this, you don't have to put up with me being crazy anymore. At least not on this book. 
So um, I'm going to weigh myself right now on your scale. And it is 125 pounds. Surprise! <laughs> As usual, 125 pounds. I think uh, your body loves being 125 pounds. It, your body knows what it needs. I'm going to hide the scale now because that's enough of the weighing and the, and the focusing on the weight and the food and the cray-cray. Whoa, your body loves weighing 125 pounds. Yeah, but here's the fucked up part. Even though that's the weight my body almost always settles at, I was upset. I was disappointed in myself. I thought, why not 123? Why not 120 pounds? Do I have to go back starving myself on that freaking leek juice? What's wrong with me? This book did crazy things to my head. Yeah, it really, really did. And we'll hear more about that in a moment when we talk about our verdict. Yeah, but before we do that, reminder, we want to hear from you out there listening. Have you lived by this book? Are you a French woman? Are you chic? Please tell us. Share your story with us at buythebook at panoply.fm. Or you can tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at buythebookpod. Kristen, it's time to get down to business. Did French women don't get fat actually work? Do we recommend it? Okay, here's the deal. I don't actually care if it works. <laughs> yes. No, I'm serious. No, I don't care I believe if it that. works. I mean, yes, obviously I got down to my average weight, but at what cost? I went crazy. I was an emotional wreck. I was old eating disorder, Kristen. You may recall that I first decided to join you on the show to be the voice of reason, to keep you from going over the edge. Yeah. But this clearly was a case of me going over the edge, and I do not like going over the edge. So no, no I don't care if I'm my average weight. I cannot endorse a book that makes me this crazy. No, I totally understand. I was extremely worried about you the whole time we were doing this and would check in with you periodically to make sure you hadn't lost your mind. But Kristen, can I play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, Isn't this book at least like a little bit less crazy than other diet books? I've done some insane shit, especially to lose weight for my wedding. Like oh, this yeah. to me did not feel like a diet book like some of the stuff I have put myself through. You know, it's like love food, love your body, try new flavors, don't eat with guilt. Like don't weigh yourself all the time. Yeah, but it wants you to weigh your food all the time, which to me is just as bad. Weighing your food or weighing yourself, eating at specific times, your foods can't touch each other. Oh, my God. I cannot even, like, name off all the right. things that I think are overly controlling on right. here. It's, like, too crazy for me. Mind you, you're right. It's not as crazy as that diet you were on before you got married where you had those jars of cabbage or I don't know. You let yourself eat nothing when you were about to get married. It so bad. It's not as crazy as that, but... It's still pretty crazy. I totally understand where you're coming from. And for you, the second you start micromanaging anything to do with food, it sets off a bunch of alarm bells in your brain and it all floods back. And, like, you cannot be exposed to that. And I'm sure a ton of our listeners will relate to that. Yeah. So for all of you like me, I can't recommend this book. I just no. cannot do it. No. But those are my issues, Jolenta. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about right. how this book was for you. Yes. This book, for me, totally changed my relationship with food. Totally changed my relationship with food. I used to use it 
like binge drinking and everything else I've used to escape reality and avoid sitting with myself and my own thoughts and my own body. But this book truly, you know, got me experiencing food, enjoying it, seeing it as as like a sensual pleasure and not this like weird punishing guilt ridden thing I have to deal with every day. And I am going to keep recasting. Mm. I'm not actually surprised by that. Yeah. I don't know why I said mmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I just said mmm because I was going back into my own death spiral for a second. No, 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 no. But don't do that. No, no, no. But that is that is for me. I am someone who has been looking for an excuse to stop eating the way I did when I was like a fat high schooler. And I just haven't had that thing yet. And this sort of helped like flip that switch in my brain to be like, oh, like I can be an adult person with senses and enjoy things even when it comes to eating like it's it was nice and i'm going to recommend this book although obviously do the leaks at your own risk yeah the, that i mean that was a bad don't weekend. do them i think the leaks sort of remind me of marie kondo's theory of like clean it all at once make it this huge big event and then like oh, God, restart your life and I think, you know, for some people, if you feel like you need that kickstart and to feel like you're working super hard, I guess try it. Maybe try it and add some other protein to it. I don't know. I can't recommend the leaks. It's an eating disorder. Like, I can't recommend <laughs> that. I obviously cannot recommend that. But this book did help change my relationship to food. So I have to recommend it. Although I feel torn and I feel like it's something you really have to know yourself going into and know you're ready for. It's like, for me, it was like quitting smoking. Like, I knew it was ready to quit so I could embark. I knew it was ready to change my relationship to food. So I wanted to embark. If you've already worked super hard to get a good balance the way Kristen has, like, don't fucking touch it. You're fine. You're perfect. You're perfect, though. Stop. No, you are. You're perfect, and I love you no Thank matter what. You. And I hope neither of us are ever going to be eating magical leek soup again. Oh, I'm never eating a leek again. <laughs> I do not recommend leaks. <laughs> All right. And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Our producer is Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wyda, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. And please stay in touch. Let us know if you've done French Women Don't Get Fat. How did it work for you or not work for you? And also send us any questions or suggestions for future books you have. Get in touch. Our email address is bythebook at panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at bythebookpod. And please rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find our show. And if you haven't already, just tell a friend about our show. Spread the word. Spread that word. We love it. We love it when you spread. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Fuck that scale and fuck this book. Oh, yay. They are both hidden somewhere in the house right now. I don't know where. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, coming up, does this mean Kristen will endorse? <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Well, I have no idea. Wah, wah. No, I love these transitions. <laughs>
Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.